0: These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Shot on Score North and scorenorth.com. paired a
1: lot from what we've seen. I'm sure they've done the same thing. And now we got to go out there and play and have game one. You can't you can't find out how good you are until you play game one, right? And find out information and data, and that's what game one's all about. It's about you know. You know what
2: what's that all less? that noise? That was when I was cutting the clip. I did not know that in the background. Oh, that, was, that was Judd. That was Judd. Oh, that dang. was Judd organizing his secretary the- papers. Let me, let me, just let me, let me roll that back one more
1: time. Uh, we have prepared a lot from what we've seen. I'm sure they've done the same thing. And now we got to go out there and play and have game one. You can't you can't what? find out how good you are until you play game one, right? And find out information and data. And that's what game one's all about. It's about, you know, you know us. We talk about the people, the vision, and the process. That's happening. And then after game one, we'll have data, and then we'll respond to that data and just
0: continue to go into game two. So. And by the way, <laughs>
1: uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't realize the noise Hi. from my end would Me pick up on your end recording it.
0: <laughs> one, one, one of us could have said something very incriminating yeah. during that, and it, yeah. it would have just. Uh, by the, the way, I'll the think.
1: humming was Declan.
2: <laughs> no. Because he was
1: hum- humming. Oh no, man! I think no, that, that was, was
2: all. That's, I know that Judd Hum. That's a
1: you do <laughs> that, that, that all the as you're getting settled. But, but the noise here's here's the noise. Definitely me on the noise. Oh my god! Pots and pans. Stella, I was trying to Dang. put my clips together. Well, the Clang. dog's been acting up today. It's Been a long morning so far, which is why I need my coffee.
0: Well, welcome in. This is Hello. Mackie and Judd here. We are broadcast professionals here oh, to entertain morning. you through the prism of Minnesota sports. And every Tuesday on the show. We go into who gets it, who doesn't, and I think, uh, I think we should fire this up here, boys, because we got a big football game in less than, well, not less than, I don't know, in like 55 hours from now. Thursday. Yeah, we Thursday. got a big football game. Professionals. Yes. And so I would like to start you guys off. You saw the P.J. Flett clip off the top there with Judd's commentary and sound effects in the background. Who doesn't get it? The public, ooh, more specifically, the betting public, according to ActionNetwork.com, dot com. So this is a fourteen point spread right now. Ohio State is favored over the Gophers by fourteen points. So they're uh, that's that's actually I think if you go back in history and look at historical spreads between these two teams, it's probably about the closest. Like there's probably been a maybe like a twelve or a thirteen in there, but it's pretty rare that you're going to get anything under a couple touchdowns for the Gophers. So. of the bets are on Ohio State. 85% of the money is on Ohio State. I'm not even talking about the Gophers winning the game necessarily. I'm just talking about keeping it close or backdoor covering inside two touchdowns. Who doesn't get it? The public is sleeping on one of the best run-blocking offensive lines in all of America. The public is sleeping on a team that returns what twenty starters out of a possible twenty-two. Yeah, I want to yeah, say most are guys back. You're exactly right. I'm. I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying this is Nebraska in the mid '90s.
2: Saying you are, but
0: but this team reminds me on paper of some of Glenn Mason's better teams, like when Glenn Mason had those road grading, run blocking, run the ball down your throat, steady quarterback do enough in the passing I think the biggest question is much like those Glenn Mason teams to what extent can this team play defense Um, but when I see 88% of bets on Ohio State here I'm running in the other direction
1: Come on, boys. Are you running?
0: I might jog. I'm sprinting like PJ Flex team from one end of the field to the other in the fourth quarter. That's what I'm doing.
1: There is no greater fraud on this show than Declan Goff (laughs) joining in the excitement (laughs) about Gopher
2: football. That's, 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 There's room, Dex. Come on. Ba, 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 da, ba, da, that would be ba, like an ba, 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 atheist. Up sure. St. Cloud State. Cut their football team. <laughs> I, and love, I don't have I one, Easter, so, I Easter, Easter, so, Easter, so I am joining the yeah, Gophers. Here we come. Bro. Did <laughs> you just say
0: Declan's like the atheist who's going to church right now? I love church. Church is great. you don't
1: understand. <laughs> Declan, Declan, who as soon as the mic shuts off says, I don't give a crap about Gopher football. I can't stand, I don't Declan's care. not a big
0: college football guy. I just, oh, I'm not no.
1: a
2: big no, college football guy. It's not that I have yeah, anything against I, the
1: Gophers. I'm not criticizing you, I'm just saying it's hilarious.
0: Because And listen, I, I have been the Gophers and college football fan yes. that's been walking through the desert 36 years of my life. I know there's people that have been waiting for longer than that. Um, and, the, and P.J. Fleck has provided, the, I mean, a couple of years ago when they beat Penn State at home, And they beat Auburn in a New Year's Day bowl game. I mean, that's about – I don't even know if anything comes close to that in my life as a gopher football fan and a graduate of the U of M. But I'm just saying, like, Mm -hmm. weird things happen early in the college football season, especially Ohio State. I know that they're – yeah, they lost a lot of guys. Um, They lost Justin Fields. They're also replacing those guys with four- and five-star recruits every single year. And so it's not like they're just going back to the drawing board. But I think when you when you change out that many players and Justin Fields is gone, this is the best time to play them and hope for a close game. So, so
1: fifty three all time games, and I, I think Dex gave the stat as well on Unchained yesterday. Fifty three yeah. all time games between these two football programs. Ohio State is forty six and seven. <laughs> including uh, <laughs> including 22-4 and four against the Gophers. It's awfully negative of you. At Memorial Stadium. There's no room for that yeah, on this show. At Memorial yeah. Stadium, the Metrodome.
0: <laughs> and, of course, what is it now exactly Huntington Bank yeah. Stadium?
2: Right. Uh, We're, on. We're on the boat. My college got their football team, okay? I don't have a football team anymore. I
1: know but you just don't you just don't care. You hey, look. You know what? You know what? Okay, I'm going to come back with a positive here to join in this conversation. You roll back Pollyanna's. to shore here real quick. Yeah. I'm going to help you. I'm going to join in here.
0: Wait, are I'm you all... adding to the Pollyanna or are you pouring cold water right now?
1: No, I'm not going to pour cold water No, there's no reason to pour. You know, and it's the poor golfers. There's no at this point nah. in time. I'm not gonna pour cold water. There's no reason and to. But I will say but I will say this. Of all the teams in, in this town that either that were and all were impacted by the pandemic last year and the crazy schedules and yeah, the reshot. Rashad Bateman
0: basically was Um for yeah. Football
1: to me is number one. Yeah. Because one, they're not pros. Well, they sort
0: of are, but they're not. Well they are uh, now. No, they, they can all make money now.
1: Two, they actually just canceled games like they just called off games so like they made no attempt to make them up um and so i i am not willing to say that what we saw in the transition from 2019 to 20 was like this great disappointment of how could this happen like 19 looked so good and in 20 you were just uh you had a lot of things that were out of your control and and so i am actually willing to make the leap from 2019 to 2021, if that makes sense, and just sort of wipe out last year. Because I, I just don't think it's fair to, to the programmer Fleck to be like, well, uh, all the disappointment from last year is on you and your kickers uh, weren't good. and you do. So you didn't recruit the right kickers. And to your, you know, Bateman opts out, then he opts back in, and then he wisely opts back out. So this is the one team where I am, I don't want to call it a complete free pass, uh, but you had a lot of guys... Sit out, which totally up to them. You had a lot of things that were out of your control, and I don't think you can judge a 2019 into 20 and be like, "Well, now you got to prove yourself." I'm willing to make the leap from two years ago right into to this year and see what happens.
0: I think another question we have just for the show—we were just talking before we pop the mics for today's show. You guys, the audience, the listeners, the viewers on the Scourth YouTube channel—how much do you have interest in Gophers football this season? legitimately let us know. Let us know in the Score North YouTube comment section. Let us know on our Twitter and Instagram accounts. Just hit us up. Do you want to hear us talk a lot about gopher football? Or is it all going to depend on... If I mean, if they beat Ohio State, I think people are going to be all in. Um, so maybe, maybe how well they play or not on Thursday will sort of set the tone for how interested people are. Even if they play a close game, it might tell people, whoa, okay, maybe they can do some damage with... What's well, it's going to be a pretty tough schedule, so let us know. We want to know from you guys. Right.
2: Hey,
1: so give, give me this, Phil Mackey. Give me a, a Phil Mackey ranking of, of Minnesota sports teams you're still passionate about. Because I assume it's the Wolves one, but golf and football might be closer than I think.
0: Well, I, I, have a, I have some level of passion for pretty much all of the teams still, even though they mostly let me down. In terms of like, how passion Like, how much does right. do? Are my emotions affected if Correct. things go off the rails or something? Yes, I feel like you're divorced
1: um, from the Vikings. I'm not divorced. Too, emo- too emotional about them.
0: I'm 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 able to. I I feel like the like the Vikings are, the Vikings are a family member that I know exact. Like I know that they just they let me down all the time, and they're still in the family, and I still love them. But I'm not gonna like listen. I've bailed you out of jail six times. You know, we had we had to adopt your children because you can't take care of your children. Crazy uncle in the basement. (laughs) Yeah, the drunk uncle. So I would say that I would say the Timberwolves are number one. Inexplicably, sometimes I know
2: that's.
0: (laughs) I would say the Twins have been number one for a long time. I would say the um, the Vikings are probably number two, and the Twins are probably number three at this point. But Gopher, Gopher football and basketball goes in waves for me. Like when I commit, when I commit, because I, you know, I went to school there. Right. Uh, it was a huge part of my life when I was in college and tailgating and stuff. But I can also, I also can see on the horizon, like this year's Gopher basketball team. They're going to be young and experienced. They're still putting together the roster. They're going to lose a bunch of games, so I'm not going to be tormented mentally by that. Uh, gopher football kind of feels like they're, you know, all right, they're restocking the cupboards, even though they have a bunch of starters returning. Mm-hmm. But. um yeah, I don't know. I've just I've committed so much mental energy to the Timberwolves over the years that it, there's no turning back. I think
1: go for football
0: would be two now,
1: not before, but now it's
0: probably four. It's it's probably four somewhere in there. Get back to me if if they beat Ohio State, you're gonna see me dressed like PJ Fleck every day well, on this show for the next zip, four months. Hi. I,
1: oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like you turn up on the right <laughs> so quickly now that they wouldn't be two fitted
0: suits, and you're so mad quarter at quarter zip
1: like. Like you're you're on the verge Can't of wait. a divorce with the twins.
0: Well, it's, it's irre- so irreconcilable mad- differences. Um, you know, no,
1: I th- know, but that's what I'm saying. Is is Gopher football? There seems to be sort of this weird. Here, here's the difference that I see with you, with the Timberwolves and Gopher football. I see a soft spot. In your heart for both those teams
0: that's true i i, I, like I, the I will make excuses the vikings and twins if you're asking me like which team are, am i most likely to make excuses for and try to justify things for correct timberwolves gopher football okay probably twins third even though i've turned on them a lot this year and then the Vikings. Like, i'm in no excuses mode for the just for the duration of time with the vikings now guys you've literally accomplished everything there is to accomplish except winning a super bowl yeah. And and I would love to see that happen before I die, which is yes. our mission statement on Purple Daily. Yes. So uh, you're probably right. By the way, you think I support Gophers Athletics. Federated's been supporting Gophers Athletics for longer than I have, and they've been supporting business owners throughout the Twin Cities. If you're looking for a better night's sleep as a business owner, knowing that your company is protected, that you've got the right risk management tools and resources, federatedinsurance.com, and remember it Federated, it's our business To protect yours. All right. Who gets it? Who doesn't?
1: Judd. I'm going to go with the who doesn't. And I'm going to go to a guy that I thought was smarter than this, but clearly he's not. And I'm very surprised. Francisco Lindor. I don't know if you guys have seen this story, but Francisco Lindor and Javi Baez have teamed up with the New York Bleeping Mets to show fans that they don't approve of being booed. And by the way, the Mets have had an awful month and deserve to be booed at every turn. Uh, By giving the fans the thumbs down when they cheer, as if to say, we don't want want your cheers now if you're going to boo us. This is our way of booing you. Javi Baez was acquired from the Cubs at the deadline in what was a substantial, supposed to be, hey, Baez and Lindor are going to play together. Baez is going to be a free agent after the season, but my God, this could be the perfect marriage in New York. In 16 games, 16 games, Javi Baez has had 207. Linder, who with Cleveland was one of the more likable guys in baseball um, and was really a fun guy. I think the contract probably and the market have soured him. And here's the last, so here's the cherry on top though. So these two guys who are struggling but are star players have decided we're going to show Mets fans. We're going to show New York, which is like okay, that's not a good idea. The cherry on top is: do you know? Did you see who joined them in the thumbs down? Kevin Pillar. <laughs> Kevin Pillar,
0: like the fourth outfielder guy. Like,
1: like, like that's like that's like Pete Best saying, "I was really good in the Beatles." You don't get it. It's like, dude, you know, no, they kicked you out. <laughs> Kevin Pillar. <laughs> Kevin Pillar. But anyway, like. I'm shocked that Lindor, who I really, really liked, is like that. I don't know that he would do that with that contract. Mm. He's there for like 10 years.
0: Well, it's funny you brought this up because this was also one of mine, except for me, it's who gets it. Javier Baez and Francisco Lindor.
1: No. They
0: get it that Mets fans are idiots. Yes. And those guys have caught on to it. You know, these are the same Mets fans. You guys remember David Wright, the legendary Mm -hmm. Mets third baseman. Mm -hmm. David Wright was one of the best players in baseball for like a five or six or seven whatever year stretch. And then some chronic back issues. At one point, he got hit in the head with a 94-mile-an-hour fastball. And he had trouble then, like, he was never the same player coming back from some of these injuries. These people booed David Wright. Like, David Wright is out there giving his baseball soul to these fans. And they're booing him. They're, they're like ripping his family on social media. This they is like in everybody. the earlier days of Twitter. It's like Mets Philly. fans are morons. So are Philadelphia fans. fans are morons. And, they did, and I think Francisco Lindor and Javi Baez are saying, all right, Lindor came from the Cleveland fans for years and years have suffered, right? But they still support Francisco Lindor because they know he's a good player. Chicago Cubs fans you might argue some of the more bandwagon fans, but, like, Baez is coming from these Cubs fans. These guys are outsiders coming in, looking around, saying, all right, I know what a good baseball fan is. These people are idiots, and I stand with Javier Baez and Francisco Lindor. Cleveland fans stopped
1: showing up. They They not only didn't support Lindor, they didn't support their team. They stopped showing up.
0: Francisco Lindor just signed... A ten year contract committing point. to Mets fans. Yes, okay? But
1: you know what you're getting, but you know, see that's the key to me. Know what you know what you're getting into then. You did this, you took the money, <laughs> which is your right. You did but that but now you're like, they can't boo me. Dude, you're going you just went to New York.
0: Uh Francisco Lindor, in fairness, is having a difficult season. He's batting two twenty four yeah. and uh, and slugging below four hundred. Yeah. And so Get he is clue. having Got a clue. He is having a bad year, so I agree with that. Clue. But it doesn't change the fact that Mets fans are morons. So, get a clue! Hello to the Mets fans that find this on YouTube. You
1: right? know what, Mets fans? I <laughs> hold on a second, right there. Are well, you wearing a Mets hat today? I, like, Let's go with, Mets! I always wear my Mets hat. Oscar Madison, my man, and yeah, you know what, Mets fans, you get it. Get those two bums out! Of you. Hey, we don't need you.
2: All right, Declan, who gets it, who doesn't? Well, I had no idea why we just steer off the 2021 Gopher football squad because I think the Gophers get it, and I have a specific group of the Gophers that get it, and it's the Gopher Minnesota Moving Company. The Gophers offensive line, dude. This Gophers offense. You want to talk about people sleeping on, on, on this team and, and an offensive line in this state that we've been waiting to see. Well, the Gophers have it. They enter the, this year with 13 members of that unit who have appeared at least in one game, and 10 have started at least one game. Contest. In fact, the Gophers offensive line has the most combined starts at the FBS level more than any other team in the nation. With 180, the next closest team is 159 in Miami and Florida. So the offensive line is going to carry this team. Yes, it might be a little bit boring. It might be back in the old school days where they had Lawrence Maroney and they were just pounding the rock all the time. But the offensive line, the Gophers get it, and if they go anywhere, it'll be because of the big boys up front. It'll be nice to actually watch a competent offensive line, and yes, then maybe I will adopt some college football Saturday into my life.
0: And uh, and Ibrahim is one of the best running backs as well in the conference, so they should be road graders. They should be they should be a pancake blocking spectacle this season. If
1: you plug Christian Daris, uh, uh in for Rashad Hill at, at- Left tackle like the Vikings will eventually, and you do the math right now. My guess is the Gophers' offensive line average age older than the Vikings.
0: Wow, because they're all like 20, 23, yeah, 24 years
1: like, old. Yes. Are they? is a rookie. O'Neill was drafted in 2018. Cleveland was drafted last year. Bradbury, 2018, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, right guard is, yeah. I bet the gophers are older and have more experience.
0: Look at this. I love I love the gopher optimism here. Tanner Morgan, ba- 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 man. Tanner Morgan. Ba- 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 I'm going to be hungover well, on Saturdays and T- watching golf. Tanner go Morgan Tanner Morgan's interesting cause he was getting going into two thousand twenty, coming off of an amazing year the year before, he was getting a little like second ring Heisman steam, not like Trevor Lawrence steam, but like could get votes on the outside ring steam, yeah, and he just wasn't that great. It it helps to have Rashad Bateman That's what for I a full season, say. which he didn't. But
1: How, how's the receiving core now? Altman, Altman, so Bell Altman Bell's—he's
0: a senior. Um, he got hurt when this offseason or he last year in
1: in a scrimmage that they held about three weeks ago. So and I don't know his status. Since. But I yeah. mean, Bateman's got—they—they they had the, the one thing about the 2019 Golfers was that receiving core was excellent oh it was yeah I mean, I mean great
0: well obviously Bateman one of the best receivers in the country um for what it's worth pro Football Focus has the gophers receiving unit fifth among the 14 big Ten teams so they're they like it they don't love it as much as when Bateman was there sure. so if if Otman Bell is healthy can he take a step up and uh be a downfield threat on a more regular basis I guess we will I guess we'll see uh, all right back to Judd here I skipped lines, so back to Judd.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, who gets it? Who gets it, ladies and gentlemen, Declan and Phil? Happy NFL Cutdown Day! Hmm. The NFL continues to make everything it does, especially transactionally, a great event. And the people that don't get this one are the the people who say today is one of the toughest days. A lot of men are going to lose their jobs, and they've worked hard. Okay, first of all, most of those guys should be realistic. You were lucky to be in training camp, and now you're cut. Too bad. But second of all, think about how excited we are to see that 53 man roster, and more importantly, the guys who are going to be on waivers. And and like, yeah, you know, talk
0: to me about those waivers. You Port- know, yeah.
1: When this day comes, for instance, yeah. in like baseball, right, where like guys get sent down, it's like oh, the Twins are sent five guys to love, and it's like okay, Ugh. yeah. This is the one. This is the sport where okay, the market's now flooded. And a lot of guys are not going to be claimed, and I don't care. But there will be, you know, Cam Newton, for instance. Now on is going to be available. I'm guessing Nick Foles too. So happy National Football League cutdown day! And I'm going to be the one guy who says a lot of people are losing their jobs, and I'm here for it. I'm here. <laughs> well, for it's also
0: it. like the only sport where, like in baseball. The the there are interesting cuts in baseball, but a lot of times it's minor leaguers. Like, will this will this top prospect make the team? And those guys are usually cut like four weeks before camp is over because they got to get into minor league camp and get them in doctrine. In the NBA, there's only like six guys on your team that matter, so there's no drama as to like who's not going to make the team. Like all the, the contracts are already signed going into training camp, yep. so it is. And then they do a great job. The NFL has done a great job of finding, like, the little morsels in their product. What could be elevated to be more entertaining, right? The schedule release. Okay, yeah. yes, that's great. Um, and then the, the cut-down day. And there's there's usually very little drama, but when Cam Newton is on the chopping block, um, and there's a couple other names that are going to be interested, the Vikings are going to be looking at quarterbacks, linebackers, maybe a kicker, uh Perhaps offensive line. Tight this we'll for see. for sure now. How about this? Break, breaking news from Ian Rappaport oh, yeah. as we record oh, this. Yeah. Oh, you want this? Yeah, hit me. Yeah. Hit me. The Green Bay Packers oh, yeah. yep. are keeping all-pro left tackle David Bakhtiari, knee injury, on the pup list to start the season, which means he'll miss the first six weeks. David yeah. Bakhtiari, one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL, will miss at least Ooh. the first six weeks for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Green Bay also lost their All-Pro starting center in free agency to the Chargers. The Chargers. The Chargers, I believe. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Rodgers might be looking at his watch, saying, "Ah, if that Jeopardy job is still open, maybe I can, uh, maybe I can just pivot." Sneaky smart move too.
1: Uh, to taking the cut down for the first time from Saturdays to Tuesdays.
0: Yeah, middle of the week. Let's get yeah. it.
1: Because I feel like you know three o'clock on a saturday. a saturday like i cared but i feel like fan like fan is on the boat or the I'm fan is, you know in. That exactly which is which is great yeah, but you a, enjoy your saturday but a yeah. tuesday you get home from work and you you tell the wife and kids let's settle down right there daddy's got to look
0: at the waiver wire <laughs> daddy's got to see uh, which backup right guards might be available <laughs> All right, uh, Declan, one last one. Who gets it, who doesn't?
2: Uh, I I hate to to call him out, but he doesn't get it, and it's upsetting me. Kirill Kaprizov, you don't get it. Please sign this contract, dude. I I, I don't know, and I'm guessing it's your representation that is causing this hiccup. I don't mean to put it all on Kirill, but at the end of the day, dude, you control your own fate. Please. I know there's a contract on the table. There has to be. Sign the contract. Let's get this over with. We report to training camp in less than two weeks here in St. Paul. Sign this contract. I don't want this to be lingering over before training camp starts. Kirill, I, this, I I want this to be the only time I ever have to say this. You don't get it right now. Please sign the contract. Come over to the Minnesota Wild. Let's get this season to go, And I don't want any more distractions.
0: What is what's the next deadline? Training camp. So sub- sometime really like ones. two week a week into September when they yeah, start when, camping like a couple weeks right? Yeah, yeah, I I don't think I
1: don't think they put a date on it yet. I don't I haven't seen that. But yeah, the. The next deadline would basically be you're supposed to be on the ice and you're not yet, okay. which would not be good if he was not, because I will say this. I think it's still important. Yeah. Like, if you get a late start, it's going to be uh, – But uh, Yeah, don't yeah, make it a thing, it's, dude. It's, but it's it. weird, but it's weird because um, I, I guess that, that CSKA KHL team, Moscow team, Came out and said, He's not coming here. Yeah. So, like, there literally is nowhere else to go but just the sign. Like, no, it's not true. Yeah, he's playing tonight. The agent, he's playing tonight. The agent, man, I, I just, I feel like this guy is going down the wrong path for right now. Wait till you actually have the potential leverage to leave and then do it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's uh, who gets it, who doesn't here on Mackie and Judd with Executive Producer. Declan Goff and uh, those takes on today's show presented in part by Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com. So uh, it's still riding season. You know, I think a lot of people think, oh, the fair's almost over and so summer's over. Yeah, but like then there's fall riding season. If you like to get up and around the uh, fall leaves, North Shore. So whatever you ride, Harley, sport bike, Metric Cruiser, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. And shipping is free for orders over eighty-nine dollars. When the open road calls, head to Denniskirk.com. Uh so we're sitting here as we record this episode of Mackie and Judd, and we're just watching some of the early NFL transactions and uh, and some of the cuts. So we know that Cam Newton was cut this morning by the Patriots. They have named Mac Jones their starting quarterback, which opens up a couple questions. Um the Vikings are also I th- I think my gut says they're also just going to be in the market for their own backup quarterback here. I I don't think I don't think um Jake Browning did nearly enough to keep a job on the 53 man roster and so their radar is going to be up here whether it's someone who got released, Cam Newton got released, uh, mm-hmm. or whether it's trade potential like a Drew Locke lost out on the starting job in Denver, like could he be available via trade? So I guess uh let's start with Cam Newton here just I don't think anyone else will entertain this it's our it's our uh obligation I think to the audience to at least pose this question would you consider Cam Newton as a backup to Kirk Cousins um zero
1: chance one one I don't think that he fits with this offense wants to do in any way shape or form but Angela on Twitter just sent us a note that is actually the probably the best point possible she says if if cousins not being vaccinated is an issue and a concern for the team and Newton is not vaccinated which he's not i don't know that they would pursue cam newton and she's right yeah your backup quarterback has to be vaxxed. so like what because if he's exposed to kirk yep. and kirk and kirk uh, has to you know be quarantined or gets covid-19 um cam newton's out again so that is a great point, point. and and I, and I guess we haven't really discussed this, and I didn't uh, think about it too much in that context, but, yeah, your backup quarterback, if it's going to be, you know, take your pick, Nick Foles or something, if that guy is not vaxxed and says, I'm not uh, getting vaxxed, you're not going to sign him. You have to have a backup quarterback who can step in and is not subject to what the league is trying to do, which is essentially punish guys. That haven't got the vaccination.
0: So what is Nick Foles is an interesting one. You brought him up. So mm-hmm. he he's basically just he's with the Bears as a third stringer right now. Yes. A
1: well-paid third stringer. That's part of the problem.
0: Yeah. So and I'll pull up his contract here in a second. But um, they're going to trade him. Right. Like I, I just don't see try a... to trade him. Yes, for sure. OK. Let me pull up his contract real quick here. My other question off the Cam Newton thing is the Patriots were very quick to just put Mac Jones in as their starting quarterback. Like they could have easily used Cam Newton for the first month month and a half of the season. Mac Jones sits behind him. You know, maybe maybe to what you were saying about Cam having he was sidelined twice with COVID related issues. Maybe they're just like, honestly, you're not worth correct. The pain in the ass like Mac right. isn't fully ready, but we just we're just going to go with Mac Jones. So, we don't know all of the reasons, and I'm sure Bill Belichick will very openly and <laughs> transparently oh, no, explain man. their decision making here. But the fact that Mac Jones has done so well for the Patriots in this preseason and the Vikings passed on him and then later drafted Kellen Mond, the Vikings decided Mond is going to be our guy that we're going to groom for the future. Um, any buyer's remorse there? Like if you go back and Dar- Daris has been hurt, you know, we haven't gotten to see much of him. Um, any buyer's remorse on, let's say, choosing Kellen Mond and Christian Derrissaw over Mac Jones? Because the Vikings
1: traded back with, did they have pick, was it 14 or 13? that they uh, had 14 they started with and then right. they moved back and and i believe mac jones went a couple picks after 14 to the patriots so i didn't really have much until i saw mac jones play in a preseason game and look i get it regular season games are way different so so it's going to be tougher and the speed of the game is going to accelerate starting week one for him but he had much more presence in the pro game than i expected like in the pocket. There was a couple plays in particular that I saw that really impressed me, too, and those were the type of plays that we harp on constantly, and that was uh, the pocket began to collapse with pressure, and he subtly just moved and made a really nice throw, which, you know, as Kirk has shown, is a tough thing. Like If you're good at that, it looks really simple, right? But if you're not, it's like, oh my God, what happened there? You fumbled, or you got sacked, or threw an incompletion. So... It's not in my opinion it's not our job to like scout all college quarterbacks and be, and be like oh he's going to be a great one and they passed with a guy like Mac Jones. So if he continues to develop, yes, I think that the Vikings would. And and I think it again shows and I can say this with confidence. I think it again will show if he does develop and becomes a successful quarterback, the lack of confidence that key members of the Vikings franchise have to sort of make a decision on a quarterback. Like Rick being like, well, you know, Ponder didn't work, and Mac Jones is okay, but you know, because Rick is supposed to see this far clearer than let's say Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgett, or Declan Goff.
0: Yeah, like, and I, and I said this on Purple Daily earlier this week. So Spielman, I, I think I'm on to Spielman's draft game a little bit here, and his and his the way that he operates and tries to sort of create this protective shield, right? I think I'm on to it.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: So. He trades back a lot more often than he trades up early in the draft. Like he's very rarely moving up in the first round, making an aggressive move from 14 to seven. Like he's not that type of a GM because if you do that, you better be right. Like the spotlight, Oh, if I'm going to give up three picks to move up from 14 to seven to get Justin Fields. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, if just now, now there's a timer on your tenure as a general manager. If Justin Fields fails, it's tied directly to you. Now, this happened with Christian Ponder, but it was early enough in Rick's tenure that it didn't completely ruin him as a GM, and he had on a couple other draft picks throughout that process mm-hmm. over those years. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have, let's say, four or five quarterbacks all projected to be first-round guys, Trevor Lawrence was going to go number one, but after Trevor Lawrence, it was like, you could trade up for Trey Lance, you could trade up for Justin Fields, Mac Jones is going to be sitting in there, um... I'm forgetting somebody, uh, Zach Wilson from mm-hmm. uh, BYU. Like, there's all these guys, but you have to trade up most likely to get them, or stand pat in the case of Mac Jones and take him. If you trade back and accumulate more capital, and oh, we'll just okay, we're going to trade back because that's the that's how we're going to win the draft. We're going to we're going to win this trade, right? And Kellen Mond will happen to be there in the late second round, early third round. You're not going to get criticized as much as if you take a quarterback with your first round pick. Right. Like you take Mac Jones in the first round, it might be a reach, and people are going to accuse you of reaching for Mac Jones in the first round, and that's a stain on your resume as a GM. There's really no way that Kellen Mond can be a stain on your resume as a GM. He was a third round pick. If he fails, you just shrug your shoulders and say, "Well, we took a shot, but most third round quarterbacks fail." So I think you, you nailed know, it. Can't blame me. I think you nailed right? it. Like, and I don't know if he's consciously thinking about that while he's doing it, but that's what happened. Like, they chose Kellen Mond. They, they went into the draft saying, we want to draft a quarterback. Yes. And they and they went with the least, in terms of, like, public pushback, they went with the path of least resistance there. Yep. And they're hoping that Kellen Mond pans out. Right. And, and now they can say, well, Mond is
1: potentially, potentially our quarterback of the future, but he's not here to threaten Kirk immediately, which has always been a big deal, which I think is craziness. But... But I really, you know, I think guys like Mac Jones, Phil, there is and you know, Spielman and the Vikings would deny this, but there is no question to me that the ponder effect has
0: been a longstanding one. I think that they thought he was a leader. They thought he was a, they thought he was a guy.
1: Well, and, and, you know, keep in mind what Rick talks about too, right? Which is we put these guys through the ringer, both physically and psychologically, right? We, we sit down with them and we dissect their personalities. And I mean, they no question thought we well, found a guy who's going to be and, and not only was he not that guy, he w- couldn't play football like he mm-hmm. just wasn't good at it. Um, so I, I will always contend that part of what unfortunately for the Vikings influenced Rick Spielman was the miss on that pick. And if you're going to keep a GM <laughs> long term, especially in football, like for the quarterback
0: position, drafting
1: it, I don't know that that can be your mentality.
0: The, you have oh, to my be, God. It didn't yeah, work. You, you have to be willing. Like, let's go through, well, there's all kinds of examples of like, you know, Drew Brees felt the second round. But, like, you have to be aggressive, you know? Andy Reid, the Chiefs, they were aggressive. They said, we're going to go get Pat Mahomes. Right. That could have been a huge whiff. Pat Mahomes wasn't a 100%. Like, they had to develop him, sit him for a year, right? Right. So, like, if you're going to do it, and and by the way, I will say, I still like Kellen Mond a lot. We haven't gotten to see as much of him in the preseason. He was out for like a week and a half of practice. Um, we're not going to know. Like, it's it's going to be really unfair if, if Mac Jones gets off to a really hot start or Justin Fields gets off to a hot start. Yep. We aren't going to even see Kellen Mond's car drive on the road for a year, most likely, right? Like, he's right. probably not going to play this season. So it's going to be hard to resist the temptation that, if Mac Jones lights it up with the Patriots or you know you, could, you were trying to trade up for Justin Fields, um, we'll have to give the, this Kellen Mond thing a shot. But another, and this is another discussion for you know another day, they didn't draft Kellen Mond in the third round to just sit him for four years if he's good. <laughs> That's correct. So if he's showing you something in practice and he's making progress behind the scenes and he's a hard worker and he's a leader and all those things, if all those things start coming to fruition mm-hmm. this year, they're going to want to get him on the field as early as possible to take advantage of his one million dollar contract and the flexibility it affords you on the roster. So this this whole thing is going to be really interesting for the next like five or six months. And the interesting thing about that point
1: right there is this one: when you do that, do you have the do you have the coaching staff with the ability to transition its offense to one that suits Kellen Mond? Because
0: like right now,
1: this is not this is Kirk Cousins. Like, they didn't are... do that
0: with Bridgewater, by the way. The first year at Bridgewater, I know, they said the things craziness. that the things that you're super comfortable with, we're going to throw those out the window so you can run I formation under center for Adrian, for Adrian Peterson.
1: Right, but I mean at this, but but if you move on to Mond and you're like, you know what, he looks really good in practice. He's ready to pop. It might be tough at first, but he's ready. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, go run what Kirk does. That's malpractice on your part.
0: Um. By the way. By the way. Uh, I've got a Nick Foles cap number here for you. So he's he's 10.67 million dollars to the cap God. in 2022. He's 6.7 million to the cap this year. So you could <laughs> you could afford him I think this year. I think you've got that cap space right now. Depending on, I'm, I'm sure you're down the road on a Brian O'Neill extension. I don't know how much money they're going to front load into that. They, they might have gotten a little bit of relief on the they, Harrison Smith they extension, did. though. I
2: think they have 16 okay. million cap space right now,
0: so okay. they could pretty so they easily absorb. Them. So th- if they wanted to, they could. I, I'm. I don't know. Let's see. The signing bonus, 2.6. Like, there's a four million dollar roster bonus for Nick Foles next year. Could you convert that to a signing bonus? Like, there's things I think you could do to smooth out that 10.6 number next year. But you could also go into next year with Nick Foles, 10.6 cap hit, Kellen Mond, 1 million cap hit and have that be your quarterback battle. If you thought Kellen Mond was like ready to, to be a starting quarterback. And then you'd, you'd save 35 million on the Kirk contract. So net you'd save $25 million in cap space by trading Kirk Cousins and having Nick Foles and Kellen Mond battle for next year. I'm just saying, so this I is what, this is what they're thinking about. Like they're thinking about all these scenarios too. I'm sure as they plan out the next 18 months.
1: So, I think what you said at the outset of this part of the conversation, Phil, is probably correct. I think the Bears are going to try very hard to trade Foles, and obviously they wouldn't trade him here. Like that's one where you wouldn't trade him because if Kirk gets, you know, if Kirk can't play and then Foles plays and he turns back into. I don't Nick think Foles, the Bears fear that. A weird. Di- but I mean, there, there I are. I think the Bears other... would think
0: trading him to Minnesota would actually be helpful to the Bears. I <laughs> like think the Bears there, fans There would. are
1: other places that they would prefer to place him. But that being said, you know, you probably, if the Gardner Minshew trade sets the market, which is what? At the most, a fifth round pick and probably a sixth. Um, you know, Nick Falls is what worth? A seventh? A sixth? I mean, not much. So, so the, it would be more about a team absorbing his contract in a trade. But if they have to let, to let him go, yeah, I think that there's a very obvious list of Viking candidates for backup quarterback if they can get one, and Nick Foles is probably atop that list for the here and now.
0: Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, he's he's been so up and down. Like, there's literally times where he is the Super Bowl MVP, and then there's other times where he looks like he's never played quarterback before. <laughs> I almost throw anything Bears offense related out the window, though. It's the, for whatever reason for 50 years the passing game in that stadium and with that organization has just looked clunky. He's an ideal backup though. Yeah. He can come like, in. For what he you is, would yeah. want.
1: It would be ideal.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of money, but, um, you do. If, if you took on that 6.7 million cap it for this year, you'd literally have like 40 plus million dollars in quarterback cap it, but your roster is already formed. So it doesn't really matter Right for this year. It doesn't matter. You can't take it with you. So, um, all right. Um, this deep dive into Vikings backup quarterback. Sean Mannion, I think, is with the Seahawks here. So maybe, he the, maybe the Seahawks will cut him and he'll just uh, be back holding a clipboard.
1: I, that would not surprise me one bit.
0: Wouldn't make me feel a he lot better no about the Vikings backup quarterback situation. but um, He could hand off without getting scared. He could. Well, it's possible, too, that if Mannion gets cut, then he just might not have a job in the NFL anymore. And he had more time to golf, more time to go to PXG Minneapolis. He's a good a- golfer golfers paradise backup quarterbacks i feel like generally have pretty good golf games mm-hmm. you know cuz there's like you know you make a lot of money take the sticks not, on
1: the road you ain't playing
0: tomorrow
1: a little saturday oh,
0: round yep so uh pxg minneapolis is just an absolute mecca for great clubs great apparel um, check it out if you get a chance stop in to uh, the southdale center location and find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. All right, also on Tuesdays, Declan goes back into the archives and finds old Minnesota sports seasons to quiz us about. It's called Random Season Recall here. on am Mackie and Judd.
2: All right, boys, we haven't done a football one in a while, so I decided Love it. to uh, Love it, dig into the archives.
1: Football.
0: Let's get it.
2: And go with the 2001 Minnesota Vikings, Random Season Recall oh, and this is boy, a bad, this is Corey Stringer year when he. This is uh, a tough one. This is a, a random season, uh, so we'll start with our typical first question: How many wins the 2001 Vikings finish with?
0: Jonathan, I think they went five and eleven that year. I
1: think that's right. They clo- so so they closed in Baltimore because of 9/11, which was supposed to be their week two game, and I think you're right. I think it was five and eleven. Five and
2: eleven. Yeah. Five and 11 on the nose. Five
0: and 11. You'll find me on
1: the high road, guys. You'll find me on the high. If you're ever looking for Denny Green, you'll find me on the high road. Is
0: that what he said when he got fired? Yes. Okay.
1: Yep, he did a, He did a quick press conference and said, you'll find me on the high road. Uh, Danny me- had,
0: D- had a nice run.
2: He did. Run. He did. Judd mentioned that, yeah, the uh, Vikings played the Baltimore Ravens on a Monday night game, actually, uh, to close out that year. Mike Tice was the head coach. Yep. Who started at quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings that day? I believe it was Todd Bauman, or I might be thinking of a Jaguars game. Was that a, was that
1: a, was that one of the Spurgeon win starts, Phil? Oh, you're right. Spurgeon win started in. Group. You're right, dude.
0: Yeah, he played the Ravens, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he played the Ravens. Okay. Spurgeon win. Spurgeon win. Final answer. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Dang. And I uh, knew it was an obscure backup. That's that's good.
2: Spurgeon wins line that day, thirteen of twenty nine. For 86 yards, two picks, five sacks. Rough day for worse than the Josh
1: Freeman and the Meadowlands. Yeah, That's bad. It is. That's really bad.
2: Yeah. A little tougher one here. Who led the team in
0: tackles in 2001? Okay, so probably a linebacker. Almost always a linebacker. Trying to think of who the linebackers were in 2001. I was going to say I. I've... Was Gre- was this pre Greg Beekert? Was this post Ed McDaniel?
1: I feel like it was post Ed McDaniel. Greg Beekert. Okay, so they got Greg Beekert from Oakland, and do you remember the game? So the what year was the game? He got depleted
0: by Vic. Two oh two. Was that the Michael Vick? Was it Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the Great Vic Rudd. That was, was that Oh, oh it's pretty sure it was O two. Yeah. Okay, I, I. Okay, here's another name. Yeah, that just popped into my head. Okay, Dwayne Rudd.
1: Oh, you know what? I'm willing to go along with it because I don't remember by that point
0: in time. Dwayne that. Rudd, who was was famously once penalized, I think when he played for the Browns, Browns against the Chiefs. Yeah, we week, week one and. And he slammed his helmet in celebration because he thought that the play that they made was the game-ending play, but it actually wasn't because 15-yard penalty, field goal range. Yep. All right, Dwayne Rudd. Another stab? Yeah, let's keep thinking here.
2: This is one of my first favorite Vikings players. This was right around the time I started liking Vikings football.
1: I feel like we need, okay, I feel like we need a, a, a not a giveaway, but a solid clue because
0: this is a really nondescript. It, can we ask, is it a linebacker? It is a linebacker, yes. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, Chris Hovan, I mean, I, it's linebackers always lead the team in tackles. Yeah, because especially if the team sucks.
2: This player played four years with the Vikings before leaving for the Houston Texans where he oh. finished his career. Oh, Kylie Wong. There you go. Kylie Wong? Yeah. Kylie Wong. Nice. 99 tackles long. for Kylie Wong. Three sacks, a pick. Nice little, uh, nice little year for nice Kylie old, Wong nice there. Nice
0: little season there. Nice little season uh, there. Nice little season. Uh, nice little season. <laughs> uh, I
2: can't, I can't wait till Kirby. Uh, by the way, um, how many combined fumbles and interceptions did Dante Culpepper have in 2001? And I will give you a, a saving oh. grace of three on either
0: side. <laughs> So okay. he, had, he probably so, had a ton of fumbles. There was one year... there. So he led the... I think he had 20 interceptions twice. So 2,000 was his... He had a couple, like, disaster years there. I want to say that he also fumbled 23 times or something in one of those seasons. He had a year where he literally had, like, a combined, like... <laughs> Thirty-five or forty interceptions and fumbles. So this is his like second really full season bad.
1: as a starter. So this probably is is one one of those years. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm I'm pretty sure he fumbled twenty-three times in a season at his peak. That number oh stands God. out in my head. Are you serious? Like it was a huge problem. I have to go back and look. Kirk, okay. Kirk will have years where he fumbles like you know twelve times or something. Yep. So are you saying so? Like how how many picks do you think he threw that year? He throw, did he throw 20? Did he have, like, 40? He might have put, t- put the ball on the ground 40 times. Are we talking 40 turnovers? Or so, not turnovers, but... Because I know he had a couple 20 interception seasons or close to it, right? So my, to me, I'm just going to talk this through. Okay. Yep. The, the, the max for me is, like, a, like 43. But I could also see it where it was, like, 16. I could see, like, 36 to 43 Should we guess 40? Here. So if we guess 40... It's kinda of right in the middle. Let's You're guess on both 40. Sides of it. Let's guess 40. Alright. God. Is it
1: higher? It's higher. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's higher.
0: Keep going. Alright. Let's alright. So my one of my original guesses was that he threw 20 interceptions and twenty You said twenty-three fumbles. Let's go higher. Let's say forty-three. Okay. Okay. Alright, we give up. Is it lower? It was Two lower. 40s
2: way lower. 36. It's like 36. 29. 29 total That's, interceptions and fumbles. He had 13 picks, 16 fumbles. Okay. So there and there might have been another year where, where that is accurate. Yet you're that you're getting at. Okay. But in 2001, I mean, we'll still 29 in turnovers no in 16 right games now, but
0: we, we will look it up. Is uh, No apologies. And it uh, wasn't 29
2: turnovers. Correct. I just, right, I just all put of the fumbles fumble, were right. you know, I just put fumbles, fumbles interceptions as a yeah. Yep. as one there. Uh which Vikings tight end led the team in uh, receptions that year? Which Vikings tight end led the team in receptions that year?
0: So right. this would have been, like, Carlester Crumbler. I was just say, when when was—and oh, we're just talking here, Dex. Mm-hmm. When was Byron Chamberlain? Wow, right around—I feel like, he, wasn't he a little earlier than that, maybe? Yeah, I mean, this this all, to me, runs together. And
2: this player made the Pro Bowl this season, that season. <sighs> Boy.
0: This is before um, Jermaine Wiggins, yes. too, right? Yeah, Jermaine Wiggins was all 05. So it's either and he was this, this is after
1: Steve Jordan. Yes. Yes, well after Steve Jordan, if I'm not so mistaken.
0: Byron Chamberlain who who or was or the Bronister 98 tight end, Phil? Hunter Goodwin? Was it Hunter Goodwin? Or was it Byron Chamberlain? I feel like Byron, Ch- now if I'm right about him even being there in
1: 2001, I feel like Hunter Goodwin was more of a blocker and Byron Chamberlain caught more passes.
0: Let's go with your Byron Chamberlain. All right. Byron, Byron Chamberlain,
2: Chamberlain, final
0: answer. Yep. <laughs> Ding, Got it. Yeah, Pro Bowl Got season. It. No, apologies. no apologies. No apologies. that is, wow.
2: 57 wow. receptions, 666 yards, three touchdowns. But yes, he did make the Pro Bowl that year. Probably wasn't, I'm sure that was a good year for a tight end at the time. Let's say this year would be. And still a solid year, I guess. It's not, he was not a bad. nice player. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, final one. Two non-quarterbacks threw passes that season. Who were they?
0: Mm. Well, Randy Moss is always... Yeah, that's Randy Moss guess. is probably one of them, right? Moss, let's one let's go, go Randy Moss. Yep. Yes! One for one
2: okay. for 29 yards. Randy Moss okay. in that Week 17 game against the Ravens.
0: Okay, was the next um Spurgeon Win was the other one as they found out. <laughs> Are we
1: looking at a running back you think Phil or you think we're le- looking at so
0: another back? So this would have been team Robert team Smith or. had retired by now, right? Wasn't this yeah, the first year of Michael Bennett? I think 01 was the first or it was it, 02 Bennett? Uh, I think it was. Who 02. the hell was the 01 running back then? Ah. Uh, was it Robert Smith? Did Robert Smith play 01? No, I thought he retired after
1: like 2000. I think he was. I don't think he was there when. I think he was not on the team when Corey passed away. And I think he had retired by then, because he retired a few years after Barry Sanders shocked everybody by mm-hmm. retiring.
0: So like Mo Williams or somebody would yes, have been there exactly. running back that year. Exactly. I'm trying to think of well, I mean, would they have would they have thrown a pass on a busted field goal or Ooh, uh, who, who uh, would the a was Mitch Ber, was Mitch Berger the holder or did they was it the Australian guy Bennett. They have another Bennett. Like Darren Bennett, right? Darren Bennett. Darren Bennett.
1: You know... Ooh, it might have been a holder. Do you remember there was one year where a play got screwed up and it was in Green Bay, I want to say, and now I don't remember the year, but it's around this time. And Berger had to. It was uh, mm-hmm. third. They were like kicking on third down to ensure that they would have a chance at, at a fourth down kick if something went wrong. That's right. But Berger threw a, But somebody threw a pass, and because they threw a pass, they lost the possession. Mm. Something like that. You might be right. Do, do
0: you want to guess Mitch Berger? Let's guess Mitch Berger. We get a couple here, maybe. Mitch okay. Berger, final answer. Yep. Mm.
2: Yeah! Mitch oh, Berger. Oh, 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 at the lock oh, 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 off. Mitch Berger.
0: Wow, dude. Wow. You like that? Okay, you know what?
1: You like that? Mm. I would like to take a victory lap after yeah. last week's wild 9th yeah, yeah. debacle. <laughs> I would like to take a victory lap here and say this is one of our greatest. That, that was pretty damn good. Dude, that
0: was that was. I mean, we got Kylie Wong out. With,
1: with a clue, but we got Kylie Wong. Mm-hmm. The burger one was totally
0: had no clues. I want to pull up Dante. <laughs> I want to see what was his worst... Ball control year. By the way, okay. So, O two, he had twenty three uh, interceptions. The next year, he had twenty three picks. Okay. okay, Mitch
2: Berger. As I was doing a Google search there when you guys were pontificating, uh, was on the the Millionaire Matchmaker show in two thousand thirteen. Do you remember this one, Phil? Millionaire Matchmaker.
0: Yeah, I watched a couple episodes, and of that he apparently
2: like is still together with Bambi Lachelle, who was like a famous swimsuit model, and they met what? on the show, and they've literally still like I have been. As you guys were pontificating there, I was trying to figure out who the hell Bambi Lachelle is, but he literally was on Millionaire Matchmaker, a sitcom dating I show. Did,
0: what's her last name?
2: Bambi Lachelle. L-A-S-H-E-L-L. But Her yeah, first name's Bambi, Bambi L- like Bambi Bambi the deer. Bambi Lachelle.
1: There were some legendary Mitch Berger stories oh in this town for a while. Oh, my. <laughs> he had some Scotty Erickson to him. Let's oh,
2: okay. All right.
0: Good for him.
1: Let's just say uh, that.
0: Apparently so. Yes. Judging by. Judging by yes. Uh,
1: Mitch was... Uh, Mitch play uh, Mitch was a punter who lived like a quarterback hey honey let's play a game of hide the snickers (laughs) yeah what was the snickers story and every announcer
0: told it
2: he
1: in a shoe right before a game or in a shoe i I
2: thought it was in his shoe
0: i thought it was in his shoe that's what it was no it was during the game he would just take a bite out of it like he just had the snickers in his shoe and he would take a bite out of it by the way So it was 2002 that Dante Culpepper led the league in both interceptions and fumbles, a combined 46. Is
1: 2002 the year year that they were playing the Saints at the Superdome and I think went for two or something like that, and Culpepper fumbled and picked it up and ran it in? Yes.
0: Yes. Yes, So they they, in the last, that was, let's see here, at New Orleans week 15, 2002, they were three and ten at the time. And they won that game 32 to 31. They also had a they, they won their last three games of that season, and then they won their first six of 2003.
2: So and Mike Red Tyson had a little
0: nine-game winning streak. Red yelled at him. So the Vikings scored a touchdown with five seconds to go. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's funny, the Saints scored a touchdown to go up with five minutes to go, and then the Vikings drove down. Culpepper hit Randy Moss with a 13-yard touchdown pass. And that made it thirty-one to thirty with five seconds left. And Mike Tice said, "Let's run it, baby. Let's go for two. And Dante. That's and you're really right, right. I think Dante Culpepper fumbled and then just grabbed it and barreled into mm-hmm. the yes. end zone. Who was so, the Saints quarterback in that game? Do you have the box score totally for Just just closed it out. Darn it! That's probably I'll get it. Probably Aaron, a guess. Aaron, Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks, probably. That's he was there for a while. Peak. And it wasn't that 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 Saints team might have been a playoff team that year. That's, I uh, all guess. right, Aaron Brooks. Let's see here. Yeah, the Saints were 9-5 and five going into that game. There was also, was that the year where the Saints, didn't the Saints, was it Morton Anderson missed an, an old school extra point, like the old extra points?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or no, it was, or was it John Carney? I can't remember. There was a kicker like right around that time, like an old school like veteran kicker. There was a razzle-dazzle like kick return miracle finish. And yeah. it was either the Chargers or the Saints, and I can't Chargers. remember which team. I think it was an Aaron Brooks. I
1: think John, I think John Carney did kick for both teams. Right. Mike McCarthy was the OC there.
0: And he he missed an extra. So they ran, they run this all the way back to tie the game and the play. the playoffs is, well, not to tie the game to be down one with pending extra point. And, um, and the playoffs were on the line or something. And he, he pulls the extra point and they lose the game. Should have gone for two like Ticey did. Aaron Brooks went 21 of go. 33 for 255 and two touchdowns in this game. He had a great game. There but Dante went 26 of 36 for 312. Michael Bennett, <laughs> uh, yeah, o two. 2 that was Michael Bennett. So, interesting. Uh, Randy Moss, 11 catches for a buck 13 and two touchdowns against the Saints in that game. Joe Horn also starred for the – and Jake Reed. Jake Reed played for the Saints in that game. That's right. Just another day for Moss. Yeah. That's way more Vikings trivia, and we're Orleans saints. Anyway, oh, yeah. anyway,
1: I'd like to pat our pat both of us on the back for an outstanding effort this
0: week. That's right, thank you, thank you, everybody. We pre no hold hold your applause, hold your applause. No, that's okay. All right, that's a wrap. Tomorrow, write that down. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Everyone's tomorrow angry. on both <laughs> Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. But that's a wrap on today's episode of Mackie and Judd. Thanks for hanging out with us. Please click the subscribe button on the Score North YouTube channel if you uh, want our ugly faces in your face every day. See you guys. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.
1: This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, bike plus, or tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you.